Hey. Hi. <laughs> Forgot to unmute. Hey, ladies. Hey. How are you? I'm here. I'm here. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Ah, it's another episode of the Hustle and Shine podcast. Um, thank you all who have joined us, um, who will join us every week and who may be joining us for the first time. If you don't know, I'm your girl, Mel V. I'm Tiffany Mathias, the one true phoenix. And we got a special guest host with us today. Miss Lady J.A. I don't know if she can hear us. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. See, the devil don't want us to win because we was just backstage just fine. <laughs> just. She'll so, be joining us back real soon. Really soon. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to take that off until she can come back. <clears throat> um, But, oh, wait, she's back. Sorry, I don't know what happened. All right. Um, I'll let you say hey to the people. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name's Danielle Lawson, Lady J.A. I'm excited to be here tonight, despite how tired I might be. This topic, though, is so needed. Absolutely. 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 So before we get into our amazing show today, we're going to give y'all a little update on what's been going on over in Diamond Rider World. So we have some new stuff for you guys. So we are dropping or have dropped some new merch. Take a look. Yes, we have been busy over here. So if you want to oh, support yeah. Right? Don't y'all like the new version? I, I love it. And I love me a nice reusable canvas tote bag. Like, I like my little pocketbooks <laughs> and my little backpacks every now and then. But I have become, like, let me just throw everything in a canvas tote bag. Especially here in New York City. Like, you got to bring your own bags when you go shopping. Yes. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying five cents for something I'm going to throw away. And I done spent about 50 to $70 on reusable bags that I'd be forgetting. So, like, right into the tote bag, it goes. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go check out what those sayings say. I, know. I saw a bay, but I couldn't see what it stood for. So, I got to go yes, check that out. Yeah, sure this is bay. Don't give me the line on what it, what it means. Don't lie to us. Don't lie. I'll just wait. Nah, I'll right? wait and go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen. I've been busy designing. I'm like, I, I can't remember what every shirt says. I cannot. Um, I'm going to be real quick. I'm going to go look and find out. But yeah, we got some of the bags we have. I think we have one bag that says, this bag goes with everything. Oh, I like that one. And I don't want to say book, this is my book bag or something like that. That's cute. I like that one. Um, We had a bunch of fun ones. I think we have, we have one that says, get your own bag while you ride mine. Oh, <laughs> I need that one for my daughters because they always in my stuff. I love them, but they always in my always. stuff. They get they out in my stuff. They in my stuff so bad that I don't even realize that it's missing out of my stuff until I either a go looking for it or the worst one is when I see them wearing it and they're like, 
oh, I don't have this like three months now. It reminds me of that time that, um, who was it, Vanessa and Denise got into a fight over the sweater on the Cosby show. Oh, yes. Like, I remember that episode. Nice <laughs> <laughs> I'd be wanting to knock them across the bed, too. Listen, my daughter. The do not support violence. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's only 11, and she's already in my closet trying to take mm-hmm. shoes and t shirts and all types of stuff. Uh oh. Yeah. Look out. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, we got. I mean, it's, we got a bunch of like dope things on the the book, the bags, and the shirts. Um, I think we have one that says, um, "I still look good in jeans and jeans and a hoodie or something like, or jeans and sneakers, or still cute in jeans and sneakers." And we got a bunch. We got to go on the website, check it out. Um, we've come up with some really fun. Um, you know, sayings and stuff that we think would be really trendy and people will love. So, and we're we're not done. We have more. We have more that we're still working on. So, mm-hmm. as the fall rolls in, we'll roll out some hoodies and some other fun stuff. So, yes, yeah. fall is coming. Even though it's a heat wave here in New York City, um, fall is coming. Oh. So it will be sweater weather. <laughs> I don't. I don't have next fall week. Here. Watch next no. week sweater weather. <laughs> I don't. I don't get fall here. I wish I did. I'm. I'm. It was. It was a hundred degrees today. So, I'm like, it's September. Summer's over. Um, don't say that. Not yet. Not till the end no, of no. the month. No, no, no. We have until the twenty first. We have until the twenty first. Did y'all see my little video where I was sitting there crying on oh, on TikTok and, and that's what April. <laughs> I had so many people hit me up. I was like, yo, I thought it was really something wrong with you. <laughs> I said, well, see, y'all can have summer. I want summer to be over here. Mm-hmm. Nobody I told need, you to go to Florida. I don't need <laughs> any more 100 degree days. None. Yeah. It was a video. What this comedian, he was posted a thing today about it. And he was like, something is different about Florida heat. He was like, this mm-hmm. cannot be. He's like, this cannot be the same sun. That shines everywhere else. He was like, "This is a different sun. Like this cannot." And I felt his pain. I was like, "This Florida heat is different. It's just yeah. not. I don't know that we got a different sun here. Our sun rays, our UVA, UVB rays are different." Okay. Yeah. And then and then it mixes with all of that water that y'all got down there, and it just it cook up something different. I believe it. I believe it. It's a different potato in the soup down here. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to keep our show going. So next we have none other than our Grab Your Glasses lady. It's time for our Sip and Shine. So Tiff, who who are we sipping and shining today? Who are we sipping to? So we are sipping and shining to Miss Melissa Butler, who is the boss lady, the CEO over at the Lip Bar. The Lip Bar is a vegan lip brand line that was featured on Shark Tank some years ago. And after being not only turned down by, but insulted, insulted by one of the sharks, she continued to strive forward. She now has a flagship store in Detroit. Her products are in uh, 750 Walmarts, 500 Targets. And just announced this week, they will be in 3,000 CBS brick and mortar stores. Wow. So, Amazing. all across the country, 
So yes, after being told on Shark Tank on national television that she looked like a colorful cockroach in her colorful lip um, color, she is still killing it. So here's a sip and shine to the boss, Miss Melissa Butler, and here, here. Yes. First of all, now, when I saw that clip, I was like, the freedom and the audacity. The capacity. Feel <laughs> like it was okay for you to call anyone, anyone, but much less a woman of color, a cockroach? A colorful cockroach. A cockroach. The fact that you called her a cockroach, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the, that's the problem with people who think they have the a couple of dollars and have free liberty to just say however they feel with no consequence. Just flies out of their mouth and think no one can do anything about it. And not yeah. even for that said she looked like mm-hmm. a colorful cockroach. Yeah, like I get the whole thing when it comes down to these panel style shows like you have Simon Cowell on American Idol like there's always got to be that one person to play the bad guy somebody to deliver the message with sugar and sweetness and then everybody in between but you don't have to be insulting and I was having this conversation um with Indigo about this and I said two things that stood out for me in that clip the first one was he was using a standard of beauty that only pertains to a European, a white person, like, you know, what looks good on them. And that is something that has been completely established across the beauty industry for years now, that the standard of beauty is measured against whiteness. And I like the fact that things are changing now to include a more diverse um palette because the reason I I think she was wearing like a neon greenish or like a greenish color mm-hmm. lipstick or something like and that. it's the fact of the matter that that color would not look good or would not complement someone with a complexion of his there are certain colors that you need pigment and melanin in your skin to pull off and for me I wish I had it in me to be bold enough to wear some of these beautiful, bold lip colors, like a purple, not a plum, but a purple or green or blue. Like I stick in the safe space of like the peaches and the corals and, you know, I go bold with a red lip, you know, mm-hmm. but to the standard of beauty is changing. And I'm so glad that there are so many more um, BIPOC men and women who are in the, entering the beauty industry, who are breaking those glass ceilings and, and knocking those walls down and changing what the world sees beauty as. So that was the first thing. The second thing was as a man, like, I wanna know, like, who raised you? How dare you talk to a woman like that? But this is again, one of those situations where we talk about the most unprotected being on the planet is a black woman. Absolutely. I mean, you're there for an investment opportunity not to be criticized about your appearance. So that was, exactly. that was my first issue. If this is not something you think you believe in or want to put your money in, 
Let's talk about that. But and, and then maybe she could have worked to try to convince him to see it another way. But to come off in that manner was it was totally unnecessary, as we all mm -hmm. know. But mm -hmm. what did what did you think the outcome of that was gonna be? Right. But you know, she's she's presenting a business opportunity. You're talking about her appearance. Like it just it just felt wrong, of course, but I, I just don't understand, like you said, Tiff, it's the audacity to think that you could even say something like that to someone in general. Like, my appearance, you don't have to like. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like. I'm not there for I'm not there for that. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not asking you to invest in my face as the cover of one of your products. You know, mm -hmm. I'm presenting I'm presenting a business opportunity. So I think um what annoyed me more was not only the insult, but the fact that I'm here for this one thing and you felt like your response was appropriate and it had nothing to do with what we're there for. Absolutely. You know what you know what I wanna do? I'm actually gonna go back and see if I can find this whole episode, you know, streaming somewhere because I wanna know what the response to that, if he was on the panel that day, like Damon John would have said. Like, as a black man, did he sit there quiet while this white man called this black woman a cockroach? But even in that yeah. clip, like, it didn't show the whole thing, but it showed the other panelists or the other judges critiquing. And mm -hmm. none of them, none of them gave constructive criticism. None of nope. them, male, female, black, white, none of mm -hmm. them gave them criticism that was you know useful or supportive <laughs> or, right, or useful at all yeah. it was all breaking them down and it was That's right. it started before they even got go it was like the minute she started talking and put up the picture of what she was doing they immediately were in a negative right. space yeah. mm -hmm. they didn't yeah. try to understand they were open to, to it at all yeah. at all um and it said that unfortunately you know as black women Oftentimes, no matter how good what we have may be, when we walk in, when they see a black woman, it is an automatic, immediate shift in disposition right off the bat. Yeah. You almost, you have to like regain, redraw them back in and then be able to pitch what you're doing because automatically they, their complete disposition about it changes. Mm -hmm. One, when they see a person of color. And then second, when you are a female person of color, it's 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 automatic. So it was very sad. It was sad that that was done to them, and then that it was done on such a a large stage. But and then nothing was done about it. Yeah. Wait. So so here's what I want to say in in wrapping up the sip and shine segment is that I love that her billboard says <laughs> Shark Tank said no, <laughs> but we said yes. Like that that type of event. Like you slept on us. They continue to sleep on us. So um, once again, a sip and a shine to Miss Melissa Butler and yeah. the Lip Bar. And mm -hmm. hop onto the website because there are, I was on there before we came on. Um, she has some promos that are going on for this, um, this launch into CBS. And um, I was actually playing around with there because I can never really get makeup that suits my face right. Um, they have this like... Um, virtual reality where you can like try on the shades through um through yeah. there so well, look at them doing nice. big things so kudos yeah. to them for big thing company listen kudos for them for not allowing somebody else to dictate the height of your success and to keep them from trying 
Absolutely. And, and has been a true inspiration and recharge to us as Diamond Riders. We are uh, three years in and we are the little company, the little org that could. And so we know it may take 12 years, but we're still going to be here. And so thank you for those who are riding out with us. Absolutely. And thank you to the brainchild and Tima for keeping it going and pushing. Hey, Queen Pen, I know she in the comments somewhere. <laughs> yep, and speaking of that, we're going to hop into the comments really quickly before we jump into our topic. So let's see who we have in the building with us. We got none other than our own sweet rights, Miss Tierra Berry. Hey, she said, I saw the new merch. It's popping. Come on, popping merch. Exactly. Let's see. Who else we got in here? We got Michelle, Michelle Mack in here dropping some diamonds for us. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Shelly. <laughs> And then, of course, you know our queen pen is never too far behind. So our queen pen said, but let's focus on the positive. She is doing it in over 3,000 CVS stores nationwide, over 10 million units sold. She eating. Absolutely. Kudos to her. Absolutely. All of us that have a vision and a dream need to take a note from her book and be like, listen, one no is not the end all be all. It just wasn't the yes for you. Nope. Exactly. It wouldn't have got her where she is, probably. So, no. Exactly. And that's something else. You sell portions of your business to these sharks, and they sit there, and they 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 water it down and all that other stuff. But enough about that. <laughs> so, on to our topic for today. And we started that way because our overhead topic today is business and entrepreneurship. And so, for most of us, um, we, we, to some extent, many of us are entrepreneurs or want to be, you know, thriving entrepreneurs, looking to become entrepreneurs or have been entrepreneurs for some while, um, and are looking for ways to build and grow and um, increase our success. So we are going to talk to you today about your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lord, is if it is not mm-hmm. that. Um, it sure enough is. And... It, it's so many of us don't realize how important it is, one, to network, one, but then also how important, significant it is in your success, the people that you connect yourself to and that you have around you actually um, are very instrumental in the strides and the steps you make or the falls and the setbacks that you encounter. So mm-hmm. absolutely. I had um, the privilege and honor last week um when i was missing i missed you guys but um i had the privilege of being the featured business at um a new endeavor that started out here um called it's called speed networking so it's like speed dating <laughs> but it's speed networking and so um shout out to um emerge woman and cl intentional who were the sponsors for the event to black women entrepreneurs by the way who um, decided to do this event and sponsor it? And it was like it was it was a really dope event. Um, mm-hmm. We had a lot, and surprisingly enough, um, the crowd was very diverse. It was you mm-hmm. know of all different nationalities that came, male and women, um, and were really there were a lot of connections made. I was able to make a lot of connections. People that were like I had services that they needed. Um, they were looking for somebody to help them do certain things, and so you never know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we stay in our small circle, or our closed units, um, and never realizing how one conversation can change, um, change you know, anything. Somebody has a service. Exactly. 
you yeah. need that you don't know because you don't ask. Or even push you in a direction you didn't think you were going because mm -hmm. of how opportunity presents itself. They might have an idea that could be a gain for you, your business, or your exposure. So you just never know. It pays to be open to those conversations and making those connections. I, exactly. Y'all know I'm quiet. But mm -hmm. I have learned <laughs> I have learned the value of um just kind of coming out of my shell and you know having those conversations and talking about what I'm doing. So many people come to me and you know they see my post and they hear about the diamond writers and they want to know more. What is it about? You know, mm -hmm. what am I writing about? And it just opens up a window for me because I don't even think people are paying attention. Exactly. Paying attention. Mm -hmm. They and definitely are. It opens up interest, you know, like people who want to join and, and learn more. It opens up potential opportunities for the group as a whole. Like you just, you never know which way it can go. Absolutely. Exactly. I did a, a networking event um, in August. It was very, it was very interesting. So we've had her on the show before. Tiffany Mack from Nine O'Clock Tea Party. She was one of our vendors um, down in our Georgia event. For her birthday, she actually did like a pop-up shop networking you know, day party type of thing. Your post. Yeah. And, and it was so great to be in the room. And it's like, I was in the room with vendors. I hadn't, you know, nobody I had seen before. It was my first time vending. I was really amazed at the, the traction that my table got. I had people come up um, just to look at the books, you know, Pretty Broken, Beneath the Crown, Valid Transparency. I spoke about the Diamond Riders. Um, we were in the middle of pushing engagement. And so I was having them scan to follow us so that they could see the content on the Diamond Riders as well as um, ourselves. And then I was selling some of the books and journals and just all these things there. And it just felt so good to be in a space with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, who were all there for the same purpose to meet, to greet, to to expose other people to what it is that they have to offer the community because you cannot be successful staying in the same circles and in the same rooms with the people who you know. Because mm -hmm. if if that was the case, you would already be successful. That's right. You know, so there are times where you have to step out of your comfort zone and be in a space where you might not know anybody and you're That'd forced to talk to someone who you don't know. Be a little it's uncomfortable. Scary. Be a little Get, uncomfortable. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to say about that. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to grow. That's why it's called growing pains. It's not called growing comfort. It's called growing pains. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that was like one of the really fun things or the good things about the event that I went to was because it was set up like a speed dating thing, you didn't mm -hmm. get to pick who you spoke to. So you had everybody, everybody got a sheet when they came in that had five slots. And so your goal mm -hmm. was to, to get five, five business informations. And we split the room. And so you had to automatically even in odd you were even in odds and you had to talk to someone on the opposite side of the room so you mm -hmm. didn't get to pick and choose oh well i'm gonna stick i'm not gonna talk to so you just kind of had to it was like not forced engagement but 
it made you that if you were someone that normally was a wallflower or that stood in the corner and didn't speak, you now had to engage and had to speak, you know, with someone. Um, and oftentimes we, we as humans, we tend to judge people off mm-hmm. the way their appearance. So we're like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to them because they look mean or they look like this. And we don't, we won't mm-hmm. engage someone because of how they, how they come across or how they look. Um, and then you finally do speak to them and realize the one thing that you've been looking for all this time, this one person that you refuse to talk to mm-hmm. had the key to that thing that you needed. So we have to get out of that mindset of like, well, they don't look like they would know or they don't look like they would have or they don't because you just you never know what resources somebody has or what resources they have access to mm-hmm. that they could then in turn share with you that could benefit what you're trying to do with your business. And you can't no one gets to the top of success without help, without a team, without people around them. And you need people to help you. You can't do you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything. No, you don't. You know, the other the other thing with that is I think also when you walk into settings, not only do you, you know, that first impressions count, you know, like, oh, they look like this or I don't, they kind of, you know, give me this vibe or whatever it is. It's also about the product or the service that they're offering. When you do like that speed dating type of situation, you're like, if you went in on your own and you're like, I'm going to visit these tables or these booths or whatever it is, you might skip over something thinking, I don't need that. I don't use that. Oh, I don't like how that looks or, you know, whatever. But again, with this networking situation, it seems like regardless of what the product or the service is, they might have, um, you know, some some tools of the trade, some tips to be able to give you on whether it's branding, whether it's marketing, whether it's packaging, whether it's going in for loans and grants and all of these things here, it becomes beyond the product and the service, but about the business and the success there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know, you know, for me, I'm not technically an entrepreneur, but just me stepping outside of my comfort zone and attending the Maryland event before I even was a contributing author or really met any of the Diamond Riders. I just showed up. That is something I would not ever, ever, ever do, <laughs> especially by myself. You know, I'm walking into a room and I knew nobody, but I was so glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so glad I was in the room, especially with gem class. It made me feel like I was in the right space. I had this idea in my head of wanting to help women or help people heal, you know, absent who experience absent parents or who struggled with even as a child, just understanding their place in that and that it wasn't their fault. But I didn't mm-hmm. know how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have something like in your mind going for so long. And it's just like, you know, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. But how? And right. this was my first glimpse at knowing that it can happen. Like. Absolutely. This is something that's attainable. This is something that if you keep pushing yourself, you could actually do. And becoming a diamond writer pushed me to do a speaker class, which again is not something <laughs> I would ever do. Yeah, you know, so, so it's a lot of growth happening. And it all was because, like you said, Tiff, I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable so that I could really kind of see my vision become a reality and actually help it grow. Because if I'm not doing the work, it's what's going to happen? Right. You know, the idea stays an idea, you know? So you got to get out there and put your foot to 
foot to the pavement and get grinding and you can't mm -hmm. be afraid to just just hi <laughs> you know hi i'm so-and-so like you never know where that can take you i i i still want to recognize you for that because as as a woman it can be very difficult coming into spaces with other women because of you know past traumas and the stigma around being around other women and so to step into that space, not knowing anybody alone with all of these powerful black women, you know, I I might have been scared as hell I got to the door and be like, hey, no, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> That's why I'm like, let me hand out these bagels. Let me do something to be helpful. <laughs> I just I just felt like I was in a space where like I needed to do something to help this. Because this, this is it. This is good energy. I felt good. You know, you know, my best friend was texting me, you okay? I'm like, girl, this is good. <laughs> this is good. Shout yeah. out to best friend. <laughs> Shout out to Shalena. <laughs> yeah, it just, you know, it was it was really good energy. So it made it easy. It really did. Awesome. Awesome. So and we just, and we were and we were thankful for you. <laughs> Absolutely. We're grateful that you were there. But I mean, it's just, it goes to show, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you step outside of your comfort zone and step outside of the box that you've put yourself in, that sometimes is the one thing you need to do to start your trajectory. Right. And you just make that one step. And, you know, and with the networking, you same thing, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's about who, you know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, we get into these, we sometimes keep our network to our friends and our family. Yeah. This is a little tight click. This is a, and I mean, and that's cool. That's cool for like family secrets and, you know, stuff like that. But that's not always the best thing for business. Um, because shockingly, well, not really shockingly, but what most people don't realize is a lot of times your biggest supporters are not going to be the people in your immediate circle. They are not. They are not. And so you are pigeonholing yourself and your success by limiting your connections to just those people. And not not to necessarily downplay people, but if you're around people that were in the same circumstances as you, that have kind of gone through the same experiences as you, that do the same thing as you, well, their connections and their resources are going to be limited to kind of where y'all are at. So you got to step outside of this small group of people to expand the things you have access to you know, and, and be conscious of that. Like, okay, I can use these people close to me, but are, am I, are they in my network just because they're like my cousin or my best friend or am mm -hmm. I keeping them in my network because they're, they're helping my net worth. <laughs> right. You know saying? Like you can be my friend and not be a part of my, my business network. That is so true. It's, it's crazy. So I, I often have um, family or friends whenever we drop a new book or whatever it is, they're like, yo, Tiff, I love everything that you do. Like they'll buy a book or whatever, but they're like, I don't know what else to do to, to help you. And we talk about it all the time. The one thing that is absolutely free that anybody can do for any entrepreneur is share their content share their information, you know, because this is what we're talking about when it comes down to your network, because we can't be in all the rooms. But if I'm in a room and I hear someone talking about something and it goes ding, ding, ding in my head, 
this connects to something that Mel is interested in, or this connects to Tima, or this connects to to any of us, then my next step is to take that person's information and pass it on to you. Right. And that's what we mean by your network is your network. Because if people are not mentioning your name in the rooms that they're in, when the opportunity arises for you to be mentioned, then they are a deficit to you. They are just extra baggage. Like, I don't need anyone to, like, if somebody is, you're at lunch, whoever my fam- my family member or my friend is, you're at lunch and something comes up about, I'm looking for a good book to read. Anybody got any suggestions? If you don't sit there and say, my friend, my cousin, my sister, so-and-so is part of a writer's group. They've written three books already. You should check out their stuff. Then you're kind of holding me back. You're really preventing me from, from spreading my wings and getting my message across. So analyze the people that you have around you. When you are not around, do they mention your name and positive lights and experiences to help elevate you? Or do they stay quiet? Gotta look at look at who your team who's on your team. I know for some they don't always think to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they it's not that they don't want to, but but for some reason they just don't think to do that in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you gotta provide a little direction. Now, if then that doesn't happen, <laughs> the authenticity is a big part of it too. You know, your network, you want to be around authentic people that want to see you do well. Also, not just make money. Mm -hmm. Because that only is going to take you so far before it could go bad. Yeah. And also recognize your abilities and your skills and uh, and bring up you have to bring opportunities to you. But then also recognize things that they have that they can utilize to assist you. you know, I do, you know, I do like all the websites and stuff like that. I'm always to my friend, you don't got a website? I can help you do your website. And sometimes they be like, so you're not going to charge me? And I be going to be getting myself messed up. But it's like, because at, for me, sometimes it's more about the fact that how do I have a skill and a resource that I know you need mm-hmm. for you to grow? And I just sit there and go. They, and they don't I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you fumble when I could help you, like I think I can assist you and give you the am one in this. And I stay quiet and let you struggle. Like gatekeeping, oh my God, that is. How do I say it? Make my, it make my itch. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Oh boy. <laughs> I am not a gatekeeper. I can't, I can't stand gatekeeping like what are you afraid of by sharing what you know and, and here's the thing about it it's like people don't even realize if you help this person do something especially if it's something that's physical or tangible that people can see you've now created another means of marketing yourself so i look at it like me when i do websites i'm like well guess what even if I don't necessarily charge you or whatever the case may be, I've done your website now I'm, and I'm aware of the, the services that you are from the people that's going to reach. Well, guess what? Everyone that goes on your website is not going to see my work. 
So now when I do go to somewhere else and I'm trying to say, well, look what I can do. You're, you're now part of my resume. Right. You're now part of what I proof and work of what I've done. And I don't, people don't see that. They feel like helping, like they don't see how, why helping someone else you're in return. You're somewhat helping yourself because you're adding to your resume. You're adding to your catalog. Mm -hmm. Because you know. some people don't want to see you gain from their, come on, y'all know where I'm going. Some people don't want to see you gain from something they gave you or offered you. Right. Crabs and, and, and God forbid they help you and then you surpass where they're at. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, well, girl, you wouldn't be there if I wouldn't have or if I didn't do. But that's where genuine comes in at because those aren't genuine people. You know, those aren't people who are just doing it because they wanted to help you get ahead and saw an opportunity. They're, they're, tr they're trying to create an opportunity for themselves. They're being opportunistic. They're not. It, it's about what their opportunity is. And, and as far gain. right. And as far as Mel, whenever she helps someone out, whether it's through marketing or creating websites and all of those things, if she hooks you up or whatever it is, it's nothing to have pop back onto her website and give a testimonial so that it helps build out her platform. Like it's it's all about, you know, the give and the get, the barter system. Like bartering when you are first starting out as an entrepreneur is going to be your best friend. Like if you are in, regardless of what it is that you are doing and you're creating, you cannot do it all by yourself. So if you have a product or a service that you have that, that you're trying to put out into the marketplace, you can't be the only person to give your testimonies or be in your ads or be in your social media posts or all of those things here. So it's like, hey, so... You do makeup, you do hair, you do photography. I got a product. Out of one photo shoot, you all have something to put on your posts, on your pages, and all you did is give credit to one another. That's like, it. stop thinking so big. Like you're too, it, you're too big to be have humble beginnings. Every entrepreneur, unless somebody came from wealth started with a humble beginning. Mm -hmm. Did Jeff did Bezos start Amazon out of his garage? That's right. Yeah. Listen, I just had a meeting with three of my clients and I had meetings with each of them individually. And then I'm like listening and I'm like, hold that thought. When are y'all available? I'm going to have a meeting. Like, I need everybody to come to a meeting. I'm like, because you need something that this person can do. You need something this person can do. You need something both of them can do. Here we go. And well, we're all in the bad boy family. So here you go. Like, <laughs> y'all help, like, help each other out. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we're talking about, it just kind of like stream rolled into our, in our other topic of making the right connections. Mm. Like, make the right connections. We don't make the right connections. We connect with people, but they're not always right. And like, just like you know, with the lady the, from Shark, with the Shark situation, every opportunity is not necessarily a good opportunity for you and for what mm -hmm. you're trying to do. Which mm -hmm. also means every person and everything that someone has to offer you mm. isn't necessarily going to be the thing that you need to. And we get so quick because we want to get there right now. I want to get there. I want to get there. Mm -hmm. I get there. That's right. 
So we just start accepting stuff. And oh yeah, well you can do this or you have this. Not really delving into, okay, what does this really cost me? Right. And now that shark tank opportunity might have been a, what pushed her to where she is. You know, right. sometimes that bad opportunity is that fuel to push you through and yeah. say, oh no, I definitely have to keep you know, let me see how I can do this so that I can make this, you know, make this happen, make this a success. It's a lot. Yeah, the other thing is what there what's the saying, everything that glitters is in gold. Mm -hmm. And so you sometimes you have people in power who dangle this shiny pretty thing in front of you. Like mm -hmm. I have this wonderful opportunity. I have this thing to give you or I can assist you with or whatever. And without thinking long-term goals or, or long-term decision-making, like if I make this move, I need to be prepared to either make moves one, two, three, or ABC. People just keep wanting to get to one. And I get that, especially when you're hungry. Yeah. You know, you're like, yo, like I got this opportunity and it's it's going to be amazing. It's going to be popping or whatever it is. And you get into things sometimes and then you sign contracts, sign paperwork, and then you sometimes sign away your idea. And so that's one of the things that I have noticed, like whenever I've caught a Shark Tank episode is like, okay, I'll invest this much into your company for this percentage in stock or for this amount. Like when you are networking, the, the ROI, the return on investment has to be a two-way street. It's not always just about what the investor can give you that. in the moment or what you can give the investor. You have to think about what you're getting in the long term. Because sometimes people sell their souls to the devil. And I'm not just talking about, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about anybody in business can, can be a charlatan and sell you something that you may not have wanted. Yeah. And that kind of kind of takes us into something that's come across um, recently in in pop culture is that after almost 30 years, Diddy is giving catalogs back to his artists. Yeah. Listen, he, them, three, them 360 deals. Yeah, I know that's my you know, that's my genre. Listen, go ahead, talk about it. Tell the people. Listen, people, listen. It's, there's a reason why in today's society you have so many indie artists. Mm. Because on paper and to the world, it looks like they got it made. And behind the scenes, these people broke. Yep. Because you signed, and it's... It, We've seen it, Tony Braxton, TLC. You've seen these artists who were at the top, platinum selling, double platinum, and then they filed a bankruptcy and they yep. broke. And people in the think, hole. Oh. Yeah, people think, oh, well, that's because they were being frivolous with their money. I'm like, no. no. Can you imagine, like, you sold a million records, but you only made two cents on a record? Listen, when Left Eye broke down that point system on that behind the music. 
I was sitting there, I was like, let me take notes. They're on an album. Yeah. Listen, it's crazy. Like you don't and, got and everything you do, every when you sign these when artists don't realize when you sign these contracts, especially when these artists that are so hungry to get out there before you've established yourself, before you've made a name for yourself, before you figured out who you are, because the opportunity has presented itself, you jump on it. And now you don't have any leverage. You don't have any, you don't have a bargaining chip. So they're like, yeah, we're going to give you, you know, $100,000 signing bonus. And they're going to take that $100,000 back when you get your money. And every music video you do, every hour you spend in the studio, every time you got to go to an appearance show and you got to get your makeup done and your hair done in wardrobe. And every time you think you want green M&Ms instead of red M&Ms, every time... <laughs> Everything you ask for. Who was it that wanted the bowl of only one color M&M? Like, <laughs> the craziness. It's just, it's real. And so. You better get you, that bag um, and pick out what you want. Right. <laughs> they all taste the same, damn it. <laughs> I forget what movie I was watching. And the girl was like, I only eat the brown M&Ms. And they were like, why? And she was like, because. Chocolate's already brown, so I feel like the brown M&Ms have less artificial food coloring. <laughs> I was like, what? But again, all of these things that come with being, you know, this person, all has a cost. And they're yeah. going to take that. And so I remember um, two instances where it was like when people were clowning or talking about people's decisions. Um, that rapper, what is her Lotto? Mm-hmm. Lotto, mulatto, something like that. She Lotto. goes by this lotto now. She got she she kind of got shamed into taking the mole off. <laughs> so she was originally on Jermaine Dupree's show. He had a show called The Rap Game. Mm-hmm. And so she was on that show. She was like 16 and she won. She turned down the record contract. Mm-hmm. And decided she was going to do this independently. And so she understood, you know, value, the value. And not only the value, she understood how to play the game because she was like, okay, I'm on this platform, being on this platform, being on TV. She now has, you know, a hundred, 200. She got all these followers now, supporters, Mm -hmm. people that love her music and things that now. So she decided she was going to do this independent and she did it independent for years. And I mean, all her money, everything that she got to do, that was hers. I mean, outside of whatever she had to spend out of her pocket, but she got to recoup and keep her money. And mm-hmm. so she talks about that decision now and where she is now that now, you know, she's gotten, you know, X amount of gold albums, X amount of things and stuff independently. So when she walks into, when, when a record company comes to her and wants something, she's like, okay, well, this is what I did by myself. She's got leverage. What can you do? You know, and we don't think about that. I think Master P was a similar, I think it was Master P when he had his company or something and they offered to buy it from mm-hmm. him, offered him like $5 million. At the oh, time. yes, I remember. And he was like, yeah. no. And so they, everybody was asking, like, well, why would you not take that? And he said, because if you're willing to pay me $5 million, I then know I know it's that worth it's worth it. at least 10. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we gotta we we gotta think about that when somebody's offering you things sometimes and not every you don't have to overanalyze everything, but we really have to stand by the value of our products and recognize mm-hmm. that people people see the value in stuff too, 
And they can also see your thirst or your hunger and your greed, and they will capitalize on that. And right. you'll jump on that opportunity. And yeah. so you got to make the right connections. Like, if some is this person willing to do something for you, even if they don't get anything in return? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is this person saying, I see what you're doing. I believe in your vision. I have something that can help you. And I want to do that because I want to see you succeed. Not, I want to help you only if you'll do A, B, C, D, E, F. Because then it's like, do you really believe in me? Or are you just here because you believe in what you can get out of this situation? Right. Most people in those positions would be happy with acknowledgement. You know, just just saying that this person, you know, helped me along in this manner. Just giving that acknowledgement to them is sometimes mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, it's kind of both sides. You know, you even though someone is looking at you and looking at opportunity for you, you know, I believe in passing the collection plate. You may not charge me a fee for this, but I feel like there should be something I do to show my gratitude, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. just... Just the post or word of mouth, you know, when you get up and speak about it, just let them know, listen, this person is the reason why I was able to get to this place. Like just just sharing that alone is enough. And that Mm -hmm. might open opportunity for you because people see how humble and grateful, you know, you are for others who have poured into you. So, you know, looked at in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not naive in thinking that or lack an understanding of the business world. Like we started this topic by talking about Diddy and um, him being him signing instead of taking this multi like billion dollar deal um, (laughs) for the catalogs to be bought from him and then sold to somebody else. He was like, nah, I'm gonna just give it back to the people who it belonged to in the first place. We understand that Diddy was a businessman. He was a young businessman. And, you know, he was he was in his early 20s when he founded Bad Boy and, you know, started out. And so I don't want it to seem like I'm, I'm waving a finger at him because for all we know, he might have been in a bad deal you know, coming from Uptown and, you know, what the trickle down is because Bad Boy was under an umbrella and all this other stuff. And so, you know, there's trickle up and trickle down theory when it comes down to business. Um, the fact that he's now put into a position where this is what he can do is is wonderful. It is groundbreaking. It is something that no other record label and um, producer has ever done. He didn't sell it back to them. He gave mm-hmm. it back to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you follow, there has been some tension between some and his some between him and some of his artists over their catalogs and their lack of control over their music and their royalties that they should have gotten or the amount that they have gotten, um, you know, from their music being used. As we said, you know, they're making pennies on the dollar when it comes down to plays and everything has changed in the entertainment industry now that we have streaming. You know, mm-hmm. you no longer go to Tower Records or whatever it is and buy a record or a CD or whatever it is. It's all about streams. And, you know, there's just, there's, it's a different beast now. Yeah. So, 
So what I want to say with that is you really got to understand the the market that you're in and how to play the game. Don't Mm -hmm. enter a field um, blind. Know what you're getting into. Do your research because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm giving my gem drop right now. I'm going (laughs) to shut up. Because I'm spitting. <laughs> Listen, you with another gem drop. All show. We take all, all the gems. We're going to give them rubies, emeralds, diamonds, garnet, all of the gems. All the gems. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, that, that, I'm just going to sum it up by saying, you know, um, Medium fish, what is it? Uh, small fish gets eaten by medium fish. Medium fish gets eaten by larger fish. Larger fish gets eaten by shark. Know, know what your battlefield is. Know how to navigate it and um, really understand how to play the game. No, you know, game. and sometimes it takes time. It takes time. Everything is not an overnight success. Um, Melissa's now going into 3,000 doors with CVS and I think this is 12 years after she decided she was going to launch her her lip line. So right. it takes time. Everything is not an overnight success. That's yeah, right. You got to get out of this microwave mentality. And that's and how don't. a lot of people get into the situations they get into because you want it right now. And so you don't vet, you don't vet these connections. Mm-hmm. You don't vet, you know, these people that you're asking for things. You don't, you're not researching and really understanding Really, what is it that you need? Truthfully, because mm-hmm. people that sell people that sell you, oh, you need this. You gotta have. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Do I need to be in that room? Because some you don't need to be in every room. Yeah, be selective. Be smart. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's don't it's making the off. right connections. Not exactly. It's, it's like when you connect the wires and stuff to the car. You just can't connect all the wires. Like you gonna electrocute yourself or blow some yep. stuff up. You Read the instruction it. booklet. Yeah. <laughs> wire, red wire goes to the red wire, black wire. Make sure the wires connect the right way because you're gonna mess around and connect the wrong wires and blow a fuse. And you know, reach out to the people who are kind of doing what you're trying to do. You know, mentors. That's are right. key Pay to attention. everything. <laughs> Pay attention. Learn their story. Like all of that helps you build and understand how you should move. It's it's a process, and you can't give up mm-hmm. on it with a bad experience. You got to learn. No, keep going. Yeah, put yourself in the right rooms. Like if you are trying to be, you know, the next beauty guru, then you don't need to be at the culinary exposition. Like it's just <laughs> not to say you can't network, but make sure that you're that you're that you're networking in places that make sense for what you're trying to do. You know, say no network is wasted. You go out there, you meet people because you never know who somebody else knows. But you have to be very conscious about putting yourself in the rooms where the resources that you need are. Girl, preach. <laughs> You know, you just snap, snap. <laughs> Be conscious of those things. Absolutely. What's and happening in the comments? Somebody failed. Uh-huh. That they, that that you can't learn from them. Sometimes we all want to talk to the people who don't have successful businesses. No, talk to the people who struggling. Because guess what? You gonna learn what not to do. 
You know, we listen for the people at the top. I was just thinking about that today. When I was growing up, my grandfather used to say, "People don't believe stinks until they smell it." Right, mm-hmm. and it's. I always knew what it meant, but nowadays it's more like people think that they they know more than than the next person or whatever it is. And sometimes people take longer to learn harder lessons because they really have to go through the ups and downs of success and failure. Like they need to be able, they need to. They need to reach a certain level, think that they got it, and have it taken away from them. Learn the hard way. <laughs> and that's that's all it is. And and it's no you know what? I want to say it's no shame on them because hopefully once they've learned that lesson that way, they'll be able to, you know, inspire someone else. You do something, it's ten people, eight of them, like, yep. You went through that. I don't have to go through that. Thank you. And there are going to be two more that be like, they didn't know what they're talking about. I'm going this way. So think about and concentrate on the eight that understood your assignment. Mm -hmm. The other two, they'll, they'll catch back up on the, on the other side. (laughs) And then maybe you'll learn something from them because they took the long road. Right. Listen, one of the most insightful conversations that I've had to date, I used to do a lot of community work. And um, I spoke with a woman who was in um, like a home homeless shelter, like, and you know, um, and we were just, I was there helping doing stuff and she was working there, you know, to part of her, you know, staying there and she was working in there. We just started talking and she started sharing her story. And when I tell you this woman was at one point considerably very like, on her way, well-established, and she made a wrong decision and it took everything away from her. Mm. And it was like just talking to her and really her insight on like being conscious of the people you have around you. Oh, you yes. know, really being knowledgeable about all aspects of business. She was like, mm-hmm. you need to know, know about the marketing, know about your fine, like know all of that because people will steal your money. And you don't know. No, she just was like, you know, really be be kind of knowing everything. And she was just talking mm-hmm. to me, telling me things. And at that moment, tangibly, she didn't have anything to offer me. Do you know what I mean? And if I was someone that was like, oh, well, you can't do that for me, I would have missed out on just her her knowledge and experience. Cause she's like, listen, I don't want somebody, I have to learn the hard way. Right. And she was like, if I can prevent somebody from having to learn the way I had to learn then I'm going to share that. And so many of us get, like I was saying, get so caught up in, well, your business failed, so what can you teach me? Or, well, you don't have this, so what can you teach me? A lot. They could probably teach you how not to fail. I was about to say, they could teach you what not to do. Plain and simple. Somebody who has failed can teach you what not to do. Period. Point blank. End of that. Negative and there's no shame in failure. What you're doing better. Exactly. Because a lot of times the mistakes that we the mistakes that people make um in business are not always stupid, like things that are stupid. It's things that you should be doing, you just weren't doing them correctly. It's mismanagement. Yeah. And so you just missed the mark on something. And if you had just gotten the education or taken the little bit of time or talk, taking the moment to speak to someone that 
either has made the mistake and recovered or didn't or understands that you might have wasted yourself some time. Mm-hmm. You might have sorry, you might have saved yourself some time from right. going through all of this stuff and experiencing the things you didn't have to if you just spoke to the right people and made the right connections. Right. Exactly. Careful where you take your information from too. Listen, so the internet so is great. <laughs> However, <laughs> thank God for the internet. I'm so glad I don't have to go look through encyclopedias like back in the day. <laughs> thank God for the internet. However, <laughs> everyone has access to the internet. Everyone can make a website. Everyone can fact check. Danielle, that was that that was I wish I had a bomb. Because I get people be DM me stuff. Oh, they got this loan for the and I'd be like, just because it's an ad, just because it's an ad on Instagram. <laughs> like, did you click? Did you click the link? Did you click it? When you click the link, did you see the site? Did it look legit? Like, did you go all the way down to the bottom and read that paragraph at the bottom of the website? Where no, where because clicking says, was easy. Let me look, get this. We are not quick. a lender. Look, we are not a lender. We do not have access to any funds. We cannot. <laughs> this is an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> but if you click here and fill out this application. <laughs> you know what I want to give me all your government information so that I can hack you and steal your stuff. <laughs> what I want to say with this um, the Diamond Riders we are creators we are writers, we are poets um, we are content creators and the first thing that I will say to anyone who is looking to get into this field protect your intellectual property <laughs> Protect it. This is your baby. This is you. This is it. And yeah, there are some things where you can't protect it because it is just too big of a domain or whatever it is for it to be copywritten or um, registered and all that other stuff. But whether you are a writer, an artist, a singer, a rap, whatever it is. Make sure that when you enter into these rooms and you start discussing what you can bring, you only give little samples of it. Do not give them the whole piece because all they got to do is grab it and then they off with your idea, they off with your stuff. So protect your intellectual property. You have a date stamp somewhere. Somewhere back in the day. They used to tell you if you had like stuff written down to type it up, put in the envelope, and mail it to yourself. Poor man's copyright. Right. Because then you got the, then you got the post date on it. Listen, I tell you not even now. Email it to yourself. Email it to yourself. Screenshot your email because it has a date and a time of when you sent this to yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, it's not the like it's not the most legitimate way, but I mean, it's something that if you ever have to encounter that, you have proof that you have a date and time of when you created something. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no, there's no, there's nothing you can have too big. There's no project too large that you cannot copyright it. Like there's not, that doesn't even exist. You can protect your intellectual property at small, large, you can write two sentences 
if you feel like them two sentences is gonna be part of the next great speech, some save it, do something, because like you said, people will snatch it quickly. Oh wow. I was gonna say, do we have any action in the comments? I know we're over. Time, I did. But... Um the comments we got a little bit. The comments they was they was must have been taking notes. They was a little quiet today, but let's see what they mm -hmm. had to say here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Tiara said, support comes in so many ways. Share our content, like posts, comment on posts, purchase a product, tell a friend. Absolutely. Yes. That costs you nothing. Right. It's free. Y'all do it all day, every day for somebody else anyway. You just scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, just heart and stuff. If the Diamond Riders or any of their content come across your page, heart and share, please and thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Heart and share, thank you. Michelle says, analyze the people that you have around you. Who is on your team? Make the right connections. Your sister's cousin's baby father <laughs> might not oh, need to be on your team. Now, listen, he got some connections and some good resources, then by all means. But stop feeling like you have to put the people closest to you on your network team. They don't. They can. You can be my sister and my cousin and my brother and my friend and my and all of that. And be in that you don't have to, they don't have to be a part of your business, especially if they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Michelle um, said, the way Left Eye broke that payment system in the music industry was eye-opening. It was clear and concise. She said, let me tell you something. There are 15 points on an album. <laughs> <laughs> People don't understand it. I, it's as being someone in that, it's no joke. And them points get split up and ain't even all yours. Because if you didn't write the music, guess what? The writers got to get Not your points. If you didn't produce it, guess what? Producers got to get points. And you got to negotiate that. Because depending on what you paid, if you paid the producer up front, sometimes you got to pay them up front and they want points on the back end. It's a lot that goes into this music industry, entertainment industry stuff. It's not... People don't, these people that are making the millions, nine times out of 10, their millions are not coming from the music. Sure. The right, now here's the funny thing. The writers and the producers make way more. Music. <laughs> they get paid first. They make way more. Like when so, you, when you're the artist, you're paid last. And then one of the things she said, she said, after all was said and done, it's five points left to split between the three of them. And then they, and then wait, and then they have to pay whoever's on their individual. So if they have their own lawyers, who they gotta pay all of them out of that. And it's worse now because streaming, you get like point zero 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 three cents per stream. Wait, they, have you? They're in the wrong network. <laughs> Damn. They Damn they what they deserve. They need to rethink so, that. <laughs> this, is, this is a little bit off topic, but on topic with the whole writer strike that's happening in Hollywood right now. You've seen 
you know how you see actors and actresses and you you see them in a lot of stuff sometimes you remember their names sometimes you don't but they they consistently work but they're not mega stars they're not superstars they have been posting their royalty checks on instagram and it's like oh i can't remember the this is a perfect example i can't remember the young lady's name I believe she was on some of the Disney shows and she got, she's like, oh, I just got a check for, I got a royalty check and she opened it up and it was like seven cents. First of all, is that? First of all, y'all wasted the paper. Why do you waste the paper sending me a check for seven cents? The paper is worth more than the check. That's an insult. It's an insult. It's an insult, and and it's and people are like, oh, um, I think it was Billy Porter posted that he put his house on the market, and people were laughing. Like, That's why like, are you remember the remember um Elvin from the Cosby Show when he was working at like Trader Joe's? He was working at Trader Joe's, and then Fifty saw him, and and he became ghost lawyer. But yes, they were laughing at the fact that Elvin was working at. See, it was like that type of acting, like you was on a good show or whatever it is, but that money don't last forever. Everybody and again, individual checks be peanuts. If you are not star wanted, if you're not one or two on the, the star list, forget about it. So the gem dropper here is... Come on through. your network. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yo, I'm getting ready to record. Damn, Danielle. Like, every time she drops a gem. Damn, Danielle. <laughs> on that note, listen, since we're going there, on that note, it is time for Here's a Gem. Mm. So, we're going to drop some gems. So, Danielle, since you was on the road. <laughs> Me? <laughs> you, you just dropped him, so I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, drop another one. I would just say step into the room. Like, don't overthink it. Don't second guess it. Just trust the process and let your fear be your fuel and just step into the room. Awesome. There it takes you. I'm with it. That was good. Tiff? Mm -hmm. Phoenix. Hey, here we go. Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Growth hurts. But think about what you're going to be once you have reached that next level. Mm. That was good. Thanks. Mine is... <clears throat> Nowhere that you're trying to go or get to in your success can you get to by yourself. So be clear on the fact that you need people, but you need the right people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So be aware of who you are connecting to and who is connected to you. Because mm. they can Absolutely. either they will either give you wings or they will become an anchor. You make that choice. That's my job. So, awesome episode. I'm excited. So if you didn't already, I hope you were here. Make sure you like, share, 
comment, subscribe, subscribe. Facebook, YouTube, check us out. Um, Instagram. Next week, Instagram, yes, everywhere. Just if it's if it's up there, find us. We're there. Next week, we are bringing you guys a brand new show. Hey. This is a first ever world, was it world, world, world premiere, world premiere. Now, <laughs> Look, I'm hanging on the edge. What's happening? What's so, happening? Our show, <laughs> our show next week is our Dear Diamond show. So Ooh. what that means is this is your opportunity to ask any question. You can write a letter. It doesn't matter if you want, if you want relationship advice, <laughs> family advice you know career advice career advice children advice whatever it doesn't matter and it is anonymous so you can go on our website go to www.diamondwriters.com slash dear diamond and you can submit your dear diamond letter for a chance to have it read and answered on next week's episode of the Hustle Shine Podcast. Now, understand, if your letter is not chosen to be read and featured on the show, that does not mean that you will not get an answer. We will still answer your letter. We will provide you with an answer. To make it even more of a spicy meatball, you have an option. So if you have a specific Diamond Hustle and Shine host that you want to ask your question to, Ooh. On the letter form, you can pick who you want to pose the question to, uh, or you Ooh. can leave it open. You can leave it open and random, and then it'll be open to us as a full cast. But you can pick. So if you have a question for myself, or the Phoenix, um, or the Queen Pen specifically, you can submit your letter to one of us directly, and we will answer your letter. Wait, no. wait, wait! You have I want to cry. You, you telling me we can go, it could say Dear Phoenix. Yes. Ah, I'm excited. Dear Phoenix. So, um, like I said, if you have a, if you have anything that you want to ask, nothing is off the table. Um, this is your chance. If you want some advice, if you read, if you read our books and you feel like some of the things we've talked about in the book applies to you, and you want to ask an in-depth in-depth question about something. Now is your opportunity and your chance to do so. So hop over to our website, diamondwriter.com slash Dear Diamond, and submit your letters. You have until next week, Tuesday, to submit your letter for a chance for it to be read on the show on Wednesday. Um, So tell a friend to tell a friend to submit. And again, like I said, it's anonymous. So when you submit your letter online, there is a space for you to put your alias so it's not your actual name, so no one will know it's you. Um, but you'll know it's you when we read your letter and answer the question. And make sure you tune in. If you send a letter, you won't know if your letter got selected until you tune in with us next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Absolutely. And we'll be here answering your questions. Ooh, I'm excited. So as always, it's been fun. Thank you so much to our special guest host, who is no stranger to the Hustle and Shine podcast, none other than Miss Lady J.A. Hey. Tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Um, 
And for the public, yes, she's been missing for a couple of weeks, but the Queen Pen will be back next week. And so yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing my lovely. It'll be a good show. Yes. It until always is. Then, until always. then. Until then. Put your glass. Until then. We would love for you to do what, ladies? Continue. Continue. You. Okay. Okay. Hustle and shine. shine. Good night. Cheers. Good night. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.